2: yak gadget for all your fine kayak fishing accessory needs go to yakgadget.com. eastport marina on the beautiful shores of dale hollow lake for all your lodging kayaking and fishing needs go to eastport.info now let's get this show started what the heck are you doing
3: (laughs) i'm getting ready for turkey season man
4: (laughs) What's up, guys? It's the final cast. I'm Brad. And I'm Matt. What's going on, dude? How you doing?
3: Not too bad, man. It, it Like, rain cats and dogs and we were in a tornado watch all day, so that sucked. But, you know, whatever. We're still
4: under it, actually. And actually, the sky looks really weird. It's like yellow right now. That'll so happen. So
3: this, if... this would be the best podcast ever. If you just see, like, me get sucked <laughs> out my basement window.
4: <laughs> yeah. It's crazy, though. La- last time we had a tornado come through here, it was like six miles from my house, and uh, I didn't wake my wife up, and she got mad. She's like, our tor- tornado was right there. I'm like, I was sitting outside looking for it. I didn't see it.
3: Yeah, I was just laying in bed, and the tornado, it was like, we got the warning. And it's like, well, once touched down here, and once I was like, whatever. If I die, I die. I don't really care. <laughs> like, I'm tired. I just want to lay in bed. And then my wife got me up, and we came down with the dogs, and then nothing happened. I went upstairs like forty five minutes later, and yeah, chilled. Yeah. So,
4: well, uh, what what's new in your box, dude? Anything new
3: this week? Not really. I've got some more terminal. Um, uh, let's see. Well, I take that back. I bought like nine more packs of Joshies because you can never have too many Joshies. Yeah. Uh, Joshies. Oh, dude, all day long, and then I got some. Uh, I just put an order in for jig master again to get more slud heads because the river's unforgiving and steals all my stuff so uh and i had to buy another mega bass vision 110 because the river stole my stuff uh oh. that one hurt dude it hurt really i was bank fishing before work yesterday and i cast it out and i'm an idiot i was only in like four foot of water i was like this plus one will be fine i'll just hold the rod tip up it wasn't fine It caught the first <laughs> rock i found and just yeah it was that awesome. one 110 junior i do man i have a couple but i need to get some i need more.
4: one I need one I need some more. I bought I ended up buying a uh a, a line spooler that actually Brad Hurlboss posted in the group chat. So I'm kind of pumped to try that out because like I said, I was a hot mess in my garage
3: and uh, my line
4: spool fell off the kayak while I was reeling my line in and it got tangled all over my trailer, all in the kayak.
3: Dude, that's the worst, so, man. That's yeah. why like getting lines stuck around the kayak, because there's always something to get stuck on. Like, whenever I'm putting a yep. leader on in the boat, I drop my line when we were down Dale Hollow over the side, and my line's floating there, but it's getting wrapped like in my uh, yeah, on, or, like thing. on my rods, my yak gadget side, uh, the <laughs> stagers. And then I was like, Oh no, so I put the motor in reverse, and my motor sucked it up and sucked half the line into the prop. Dude, it was, yeah, <laughs> yeah, dude, it was a great day, yeah.
4: Well, we got a cool episode planned for you guys. Uh, Matt, he's a big, uh, I was going to say jerk bait. That's true, but he's a big swim bait guy. So we're going to talk big swim bait. I can't talk right now. (laughs) We're going to talk about big swim baits. (laughs) So we'll bring Nick McCrelly on to talk big swim baits in the river with us. What's up, dude?
3: Yo, what's going on, fellas? Oh, not much. How you doing, man?
5: Great. Thanks for having me
4: you're actually second time on the show, man, so yeah. yes. it's been a while, Yeah. so do you want to do another introduction in case somebody hasn't heard before?
5: Um, sure, yeah. My name's Nick. I live in Indianapolis. I fish the rivers and streams around here, uh, primarily, I would say. I uh, love smallmouth fishing and try to not always play by the traditional, I think, uh smallmouth uh, rules of you know a little bit more finesse based approach. I like to see where I can upsize and try to find a little bit bigger fish if I can. Um, yeah. But that. That being said, I am in no way an expert on swim baits because if the wrong person would hear that, I I even though I'm not known in that community, I would probably be eviscerated. Um <laughs> So I've had success around here and um, up in um, the Ottawa National Forest and some lakes up there with uh, different swim baits, uh, not up north really with on the river, but around here, um, a couple other places around the state where uh, I think there are times to uh, invest in throwing a bigger bait. Um, mm-hmm. Even though it's true, you don't always catch the biggest fish. You don't, but um, that's okay. Uh, there's still to catch you, you
4: don't catch very many jimmies, that's for sure. So, I some credit. You, you
5: would be surprised, <laughs> really. Uh, yeah, I had like a seven inch one um, bite a three ounce rat, like uh, <laughs> jeez, like this thing. Sure,
4: that's crazy.
5: Uh, I mean, and you See, I've the... And, and the fish ate the front treble, <laughs> so it wasn't like swiping at it. It wasn't going, yeah. At it. I
4: I have zero confidence in this stuff, so it's kind of it's going to be interesting to talk about. So, but that's
5: that's all right because I think um, a lot of people um, are reluctant, and it's not as doesn't have to be intimidating. It it can Mm -hmm. be easier if you look at things in a certain perspective. Um, If you put a four inch paddle tail on a jackhammer, you're looking at a five and a half inch bait. So, yeah, if you then pick up
4: I didn't realize it was that long. That's crazy.
5: And then if you pick up, for example, a mega bass, six inch freestyle draft. not a freestyle, just a draft with the bottom treble here, that's only six inches. It's not much. It's not much bigger. It's a little bit heavier. You're going to need, you don't need anything dedicated for this, but if that is, and I think um, these are like an ounce and a quarter, but if you wanted to throw a five inch, You have the mag slow, which is a, I think right at an ounce, um, these things both catch fish, um, as the, the slows would say, this is definitely a, um, um, but if, I mean, I kind of got on that bite because of, uh, chum water boys, uh, outdoors or TV. It's a YouTube channel. It's a guy in Missouri who fishes a bunch of streams and stuff. And he's a guy can fish. Um, And he runs these little, you know, summer streams that aren't big. They have some deep spots. And that's where I think these baits, like, kind of shine, in my opinion. Mm I
3: don't know. What do you think, Matt? Uh, I would agree. Now, I'm new to the smallmouth swimbait game. I've been throwing smallies, or I've not been throwing smallmouth. I promise I put them right back in. I've been <laughs> chuck it.
5: Yeah. I throw
4: smallmouth no. over in the mountains, boy.
5: Yeah. <laughs> I usually Rockies into the side of
4: my boat. Oh, the way! Oh, I have done that before. Oh,
5: I've done.
3: Oh yeah, yeah, I've uh, yeah, yeah. But I've, I mean, I've, I've fished a lot of swim baits for largies and whatnot, and you know that even on smaller, like down south, when you're in rivers and whatnot, they're more largemouth populated. It's not just like kind of you said. We're you already throwing larger baits than you think you are. Yeah. So while it can be intimidating, especially because you already brought it up, the swim bait community, you start researching, looking at it. I mean, it can be super intimidating because there'll be guys. If you ask a question, they'll rip your head off.
5: I mean, and I if you're not, I didn't have too much of that um, to be honest. And I've actually found that if you ask um, uh, the right questions to the right people, and you can kind of tell by people's demeanor, um, yeah. you know, you just feel like, Hey, I'm new. This is what I'm having. This is what I have. This is what I'm looking for. Um, I, 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 I found some really like um, nice people and some really good deals on Twin uh, Bait Universe. Uh, I've not done that in a long time. Um, nothing against it, I just haven't. And um, but I wound up buying a baiter, a couple baits off the same person, and totally fair versus what they were being listed for on eBay. Um, and yeah, with with you know I had a couple people that would toss in a a, a used. Um, it was like a used battleship, not a battleship, a, a citizen once. And um, yeah, so that's an option too. But like you, I would watch some tactical bassin.
3: <laughs> yeah.
5: YouTube search swim baits. And if you're into kayaks, um, like, like any water boys TV, he's a Texas dude. Um, he's not doing so much the smallmouth stuff, although they are in some of those Texas rivers. Um, but he's doing a lot of swim baits in a river and it all kind of applies. So, huh?
3: yeah, no, I would, I would agree. It's uh, if, if you, once you get over that intimidation factor, I mean, swim baits bring a whole nother aspect to your fishing game. And I tell you what, there's, I'm a big jerk bait guy. I love catching them on jerk baits, but it's it, there. I don't think there's any bite I've ever had that beats a nice swim bait bite. If you're getting big glides or even, you know, bigger swim baits or even smaller swims like a five inch uh uh spark shad you know it's, it's 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 an awesome bite so
4: check this out is this something you guys would throw
5: hmm. um uh i bet it catches <laughs> <I> bet.
1: <laughs> what's that
5: i don't I, I bet it catches because uh there's a lot of people who make those crawler style baits and they're all like they're pretty aggressive. <laughs> I don't have yeah, any. If,
3: if you go on uh, YouTube and go, it's Marlon, Marvin, Marlon TV. I think he's a bait creator and he actually like hand carves all these baits and he's made a ton of crawlers and he does uh, videos from make to catch and he'll literally make it in the same video and then go catch a fish on it. And I don't own any, but I would agree with Nick. I bet that thing catches. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, this
4: is a guy that used to be on, or he, I was on team bonafide with him. He he makes his own custom baits, and I thought it was interesting. I mean, three and a half ounces, four inches long. I'm like, dang, that thing's huge for being four and a half inches long.
5: Yeah, actually, I think uh, it's either Depths or Mega Bass makes a crawler style bait.
3: Depths, uh, uh, Mega Bass makes a crawler. Depths does too. I can't remember
5: what the name of the Mega Bass one is. Yeah, Dirk. And I know, like, there was a, a downsized version I almost bought last year because of the cicada spawn
4: or hatch. Oh, yeah.
5: Um, it was, like, their little baby cicada thing. It looked like it would be pretty good. Um, Matt
4: got a couple of those, I think.
3: I have one of those, yeah. I just I can't remember uh, what they're called. This is going to bug the crap out of me.
5: <laughs> anyway, so, like, when do I like to throw this, the six-inch um, – uh, what is this thing called? The mag draft. Um, I like this thing in the summertime. Uh, I like it when the water clears up around some of those deeper pools. Um, uh, mm-hmm. it's, you can still move it, uh, fairly quickly, I feel like, but it's not a burn style bait. Um, in my opinion, I think it kind of tends to blow out, um, and, and get a little bit of a kink and a roll to it. That's not, yeah. that's not sustainable. Um, but they come out of nowhere and, and trash it. Um, I caught a couple really, really nice ones uh, last summer waiting uh, like August and July, uh, September time, where uh, just thrown around deeper pockets and pools, and they hate it. It's great. Um, one of the first ones I caught uh, was on the slows, and it was in like 10 inches of water and just ran up behind it out of nowhere. Uh, totally fun bite. And if, like I said, with that six-inch, um, it's supposed to be an ounce and a quarter. That's not a super crazy rod, I think, um, for a lot of people. Yeah. Um, you know, a heavy or, or whatever. Um, and it doesn't have to be uh, like a, a powerhouse rod, really. It's okay to have a little bit of play in that rod. Um, if they get a hold of that, that, that hook, uh, they're, gonna, they're probably caught. Um, I've not had too many to come off. Uh, anyway, If they did come off, they weren't worth catching, so whatever. Yeah. Uh, you know, Jim here, whatever, their rock bass came out of nowhere. <laughs> um, I've never had that happen on a MagDraft. Uh, the plop diesel is another story. Those things hate the, the diesel. Oh, yeah. Um, he, yeah.
4: Uh, I was going to go back to the rod thing. Uh, I believe, Matt, I, I can't remember the 744F that we use. I think it throws ounce and a half, don't it?
3: The 7.4 FF throws from a seven sixteenth to a two ounces. Does it really? I mean, yeah, and that's what's so crazy about that rod because it's ridiculously sensitive, but it could throw this all day long without any issue, and it has, like you said, it has play in it to where they get that treble hook in their mouth that swivels and has a magnet in there, but swivels oh, yeah. around. You can keep pressure on the fish, and like he said, once, once if if they're on it, Nine, they got that hook typically nine times out of ten they're caught
0: or they're just so small and they actually don't really have the hook Fishing Like a Local isn't just about catching fish it's about connecting with the environment and the people who call it home it's about hearing the stories and traditions that have been passed down for generations and sharing unforgettable moments with the people you meet along the way Fishing Like a Local is having an experience that stays with you forever and with Fishing Booker you can experience it too no matter where you are. Discover your next adventure on Fishing Booker. Hunting boots are a critical component of any successful hunt. Whether walking a short distance to your blind or trudging miles through rugged terrain, your feet are carrying the load. Without the right boots, you could give up early and lose out on that trophy just over the ridge. At Midway USA, we make selecting boots for your next hunt easier. With just a few clicks of a mouse, you can decide on what's important, like waterproofing, insulation, size, width, and savings. For just about everything for shooting, hunting, and the outdoors, check out midwayusa.com.
5: Yeah, I'm gonna I'm gonna be like I throw mine either on my um, Dobbin 764, which is a seven foot six heavy, or on the um, seven uh, the Champ 735, which is like a medium heavy uh, extra extra or extra fast or whatever. Yeah, those throw up to an ounce and a half, and they do fine on both. Um, that's typically what I throw them on. I can throw them on, um, more dedicated, dedicated gear. Um, if I wanted to, but I probably wouldn't. Um, so we've kind of done the mag draft. Uh, what do we want to, want to move on to any more questions?
4: Well, is that mag draft is like your first choice go, go to lure for the
5: river. Uh, I wouldn't say my first choice because I kind of treat it a little bit more seasonal, um, yeah. and it's more depending on the water clarity. I guess I should have said that, um, you know, in the summertime when it kind of stops raining, your water tends to get lower, a little bit more clear. Um, I think because a lot of the colors are, you know, a little bit more shaddy, translucent Yeah. ones that I have. Um, I'm sure there's some brighter ones, but they're pretty natural. I feel like Yeah. Uh, so I just, I just, I've had more success when the, when there's water has been a little clearer um, or clearing up um, like recently it's rained a ton here. So, you know, this would not be what I'm going to throw um, whenever I get out next and I'll, and I'll have a swim bait rod with me for sure. Um, but yeah, right now in springtime, I've been throwing uh, like wide baits so that I can move fast. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm a big, I have a big thing about fishing on the river with speed. Um, now, to be totally polar opposites in every single way, like the goat of swim baiting, Bush Brown, um, California guy, like <laughs> knows everything about the Debs 250. The guy's incredible. Um, he mm-hmm. even tunes in a special way. Uh, look him up on Instagram. He's amazing. Um, he's on Cass and Craig podcast. Nick has interviewed him. Um, three or four times. And even if you have zero intention of fishing swim baits um, at all, you'll learn something, Um, huge takeaways from those interviews. But he throws a big depth 250. And if you watch the way that he throws, again, he's in reservoirs in in California, totally different than what we're doing. But there's a, you know, he has a way of fishing that slow, big draw. Now Mm -hmm. is he also gonna pause it and give it kick so it moves? Sure, I mean he has his own thing. That's why he's caught so many over ten pounds. Uh, Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Like the guy's ridiculous. He he handles them. We have like four of those in Ohio. Yeah, but he's like a scientist too. Like like a lot of the like the really dedicated big bait um, anglers. Like you know when you listen to Bush talk, he's talking about you know moon tables, lunar cycles, um, because. And on the coast, too, you also – on some of those lakes, you kind of got to pay attention to the tide. Um, mm-hmm. There's, like, a lot of things. And and, and if some of those – like, he's just been able to fish um, and he has it dialed. But that's, like, a slower type thing, I feel like. Now, what I like to do is, like, I like to hit. Um, I want to – like, a glide that's going to really pop and move quick that I can make, like – I can – Real. I can burn. I can pause, and then I can do, 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 and I can hit it. Um, if you were to YouTube something that I kind of emulate at like a kind of a higher clip, mostly on the river because of the current. It, um, there's a lot of Japanese anglers who throw the the clash or the tiny clash, and those baits. Um, actually, I caught a big one on a TK in March. And I had a second one on the line for a second. Um, you could hit those uh, those baits with your real handle, like yeah,
4: you know, I've seen the, Greg Blanchard do that.
5: Yeah, and and they really you get a real quick chop. So yeah. like a lot of times, like like in the summertime or even right now, um, I'll throw that that glide out and I'll let it hit but then I want to hit hard once, two, three times and really get that thing to move. Mm-hmm. If I'm throwing it up to an area, it's because it's for a reason. Um, you know, and like a place that I would put that would be uh, in an eddy, you know, behind a a, a, a laydown, um, behind rocks. I'll even bring it through the end of a riffle if, it's, if I think it's deep enough and there's one sitting there. Yeah. Uh, and again, because – Because I do think it's important that people can, you know, if they want to do this, it shouldn't be impossible to get a bait. Um, That's frustrating part of of it. So, you know, I would, you know, again, this is like tactical bass in one-on-one, but like the uh, s waiver 168. And then what I like to do is I like to hit this front joint on the back end with, with some sandpaper and I file it out and I sand it out. And what that does is it just makes it m- like choppier and you can hit it harder and move it in place in an erratic way. Because if I'm going to throw it up and cover, as Matt Allen and uh, Tim Lowe would say, it's a cover glide uh, mm-hmm. versus like a, like a wide open, you know, glide that's going to have a three foot, you know, wingspan cut. Mm-hmm.
4: Is that one right there kinda of similar to the six cent speed glide that Brian gave us, Matt?
3: No. Uh the speed glide is more like maybe no and yes. I don't know. Like the speed glide's meant to be a glide to where you can work it super quick mm-hmm. and it's not to where like when he's throwing one of uh, a glide that like the S waiver or the TK or you know, if I'm throwing like something like the draw or something. Yeah. You can really play with the reel and get it to do some things. Like if you want it to make big loops, you can, or you can, like you were saying, chop that reel and get it going back and forth really quick. The S-Waver is more just a retrieve bait, throw it out. I mean, you can play with the reel a little bit, but it doesn't have a huge glide Mm -hmm. on it or even a small glide. It's more of just
5: kind of a little bit more... I never found success with that Sixth Sense Flowrider uh, flow or whatever it's called. Mm-hmm. Flowrider, rider. not that a rapper? Yes. Yeah. Um, <laughs> <laughs> whatever it's called. The speed uh, line. Yes. I, and I love um, Sixth Sense. I throw a ton of this stuff. Uh, uh, but I could personally just pull that one out. It's me, I don't know. Um, but no, if you just, when you stand that that bubble down, it just, it, it just makes it hit a little harder and you can kind of throw it up behind something because I'm going to try to move it quick. Yeah. Uh, is what I'm sort of going for. Not all of them. summertime, I'm going to slow down a little bit because the water should be more clear, should be less of it. Um. So, the yeah, the f flavor uh, 168 is like a 16th. Um, I think the same rod you guys were talking about would throw this thing just fine. Yeah. Uh, I wouldn't worry too much about it. And then also, one too that's slightly bigger is the uh, the G RAT uh, Sneaky Pete. It's like a. Mm-hmm. And this has a really nice quick action too um, this is a fun bait to toss around um, and you can move it and it has and it has just more draw power that's, mm. that's a lot of things to do like in the summertime like when I go out let's say I'm waiting and I can you know I'm taking a little bit more time to, to hit a spot um, I like to throw a, a glide around you know obviously if I can catch fish on it sweet but you can just pull so many fish out from where they are. And they're just like, ah, what is it? And they just, yep. yeah, Matt. Yeah, see, I told so that's why I tell everyone. Like, when I go
3: out, people in Ohio, and I'm sure people in Indy are the same way, but when I'm throwing something like this around, they're like, oh, what are you planning on catching with that? You know, blah, blah, yeah. blah. And I was like, if I catch something on it, that's great. Like, that's awesome. Mm-hmm. But bass are so, the curiosity gets over them so quick that yeah. you can draw them out of where they're at. You can watch them come up and look at it and then watch them turn straight back to where they came from and go away right to where they came from. So then you can start targeting those spots. Yeah. It's more of a, a draw thing for me.
5: So that's a fun thing to do. Like I did that last summer. All the time. So I just would draw out these and I was throwing like a giant a bait around, like a like a nine inch, you know, inch bait. <laughs> totally yeah. just seeing what would happen and to see how it would swim in the river. It was a lot yeah. of fun. but I was pulling Jimmy's out of nowhere um i mean they would just follow just a pack of them and then and then uh you'd see a a bigger one off at the you know stand back a minute and then you know i'd throw out i don't know a tube or something and hammer but uh, fun, fun way to fish and once you again like every glide um if you throw it enough and you're gonna learn what that bait kind of wants to do uh, what speed you can just rip it with. And some will do better than others. Um, it's just, it's just sort of part of it. Yeah. Uh, but, but you know, the, 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 the sneaky Pete, um, you can definitely move water with this, which I like. Um, and yeah, that we, one looks really good.
4: Yeah. This is like a, yeah.
5: a, a bass color. Um, yep. Yeah. I, I think that's, that's the color. Well,
4: that's the ugly bass. That's yeah. not the that's not the pretty bass. It's oh really yeah, cool yeah. the green ones suck. <laughs> oh I don't know. I think I'm gonna start off like I don't know where to start, you know what I mean? So I was, I'm gonna try to throw that glider on this year a little bit and see what you I can, can
5: do. And and that's an easy bait. That's a bait you can get on any site that has Yeah. You know, river to sea stuff. Yep. Yep.
4: Um, that and a bull shad. I've, I've wanted to throw a bull shad for a while. I just well, never bought one.
5: We can, uh, yeah, let me get to another bait or two on the glide side and we'll talk about that jointed style uh, bait for a second. Um, another one that's very um, accessible. This is the Bait Sanity explored Gill. Um, Explorer Gill, yep. So I have actually not um, caught a fish in the river with this yet, but mm-hmm. I have been. Hitting on him um, at the at the uh, the legendary trash pond here in Indy. Um, <laughs> uh, this is a great date that is that you can find um, if it's not on tackle warehouse, uh, which is where I bought this one. Um, I know they're on Hookup Tackle, Matt. You yes. Know hookup tackle. Uh, oh, I, I know. <laughs> Japanese reels, get them. <laughs> um, I did get a Japanese made kronos It's awesome. Oh, dude. Oh,
3: dude. Uh, mm.
5: yeah. yeah, But uh, Bait Sanity Explorer Gill, really cool. You can actually buy a tail. There's a different tail that has like a paddle tail to it. has real cool action. And if you look at the Bait Sanity, uh, I assume, website, as well as their Instagram, there's like swim videos on this, as well as on Instagram. You can check out my guy, the uh, Bass Interceptor. He's a South Florida dude fishing for largies and peacocks and whatever else is down there. And he uh, totally wrecked them on this this, this bait. And uh, once I think it gets a little bit warmer, um, I think this will be a player. And I think you can kind of put that in that cover glide area because it has a pretty quick little sharp turn on it. It looks great. Um, I actually had a bluegill uh, like two weeks ago fly out of nowhere right at the bank and absolutely trash this thing. And and (laughs) – And I caught it in the mouth, like like it. It That's was like awesome. my God, just like, just charged it. Um, real fun bait to play with and throw. Um, and actually, the package comes with some uh, tungsten stick-on strips if you want it to sink a little bit quicker. Pretty cool. Uh, two tails to a package. Um, real neat bait. Um, that one cool. I'll definitely. This is going to be um, a river thing. Um, Painted
4: rocky color, man.
5: Soon. Oh, that would oh. I'd love sure. it,
4: dude. I love. Yeah. it. Um, <laughs> that would be cool. Because see, a, a bait like that would be like really good at the well, I'm not going to say the name, but Matt knows the place, a little tiny lake around here. Yep. I want to see you catch something on on that one that you held up before we started the show at at oh. that place. This No, oh. the bluegill looking one.
3: Oh. This. Yes.
4: I want to see you catch one at that place
3: on that. Yeah, this is uh Actually, for, I got this in the Dark Horse Champions box. It's made by Dark Corner Custom Crankbaits. He hand painted that. as part of the Champions box. And this, I, this, this was
5: smack there. Oh, you're gonna smack. catch on that for sure. That thing oh, looks,
3: yeah, thing looks great. Oh, that looks, that looks, I mean, so
5: good on it. The paint's money. You'll oh. be fine. And actually, oh, yeah. I think it helps to have a little bit more, um, a little bit more flash and color on them because you can see the bait. It does. Yeah. Uh, since we talked about it a little bit earlier um, tiny clash uh, uh, this bait is a very versatile bait you can
3: that's uh, that's i mean that's an og right there that tiny clash is uh not og really i mean it kind of is i mean it's well known like you can catch yes. almost any type of fish on a tiny clash
5: so with, with if anybody is curious about these um, you can put in different style lips um and different kind of tails. So the first thing you would notice is that some people say the tail is upside down. Um, now, what that tail does, this is for actually a camera. Um oh, <laughs> So, just a quick tutorial: if you have the tail up like this, uh-huh. my camera failing, um, and a lip in, this works like a big crank down crank bait. Again, it looks awesome. I pulled uh, uh, one out of a hole last um, spring that that same day. I think I caught like a 19 or two and another like really big 17, almost 18. So I'd seen big fish that day and I pulled one cranking this thing down that like had like a tabletop back that was like, oh, it was frightening (laughs) how nasty that thing looked. But to get back to the glide point, when you put this tail down, you can hit that like a quick cover glide, but they came out with what's called the transfer tail, which is that same tail, but the corners are rounded. Now, what I like about this, just to go back, to what we talked about speed earlier, is and I caught one this, this way that was called uh, 18 and a half this, um, in March. And like I said, I almost, I th- I'm I almost positive I had a second hook with it because the second fish came up when I pulled it up with the boat. Um, I was ripping this thing on a point where a river split. Mm -hmm. actually I hadn't fished in a long time but we were I was throwing up on this rip rep on this point and just I mean I was I had it on I was burning it back I pause it pause it and then bow up on her and we get additional pressure but big fish this fish is a bait that I can move and that's Mm -hmm. why I like to fish it um I have a floating the same one of these in a floating version as well uh, that I caught some really big fish on last summer. Uh, again, uh, both ways, uh, burning it as well as putting a lip in and cranking it down. Um, Tiny Clash, if you can get your hand on one, um, is a great bait. I, they, it gets thrown in that hype bait category, but it's not a hype bait. It catches fish. Uh, mm-hmm. I think it's a very versatile bait for what you, uh, what you get out of it. Do a lot with it. I would suggest that. And one more glide, and we're going to move on to, to the segmented one. This is the River City Swim Baits Glide out of Richmond, Virginia. Again, bass color. Um, I think he did make a smallmouth, or he will at some point. This is like get a, a, like a right at 2-ounce, maybe a little less, 6-inch glide. And Again, you can move it, and it has, for whatever reason, this little thing, this little guy right here does have some pull. Um, there some dudes that, that live around here who, for the just being cool about fishing, I'm not going to put him on a on spot here, but um, I'm not the only one throwing that bait and a couple others by River City around here. Uh, great baits. Again, he does small drops. That's one, you know, you would probably want to set your, um, your notification on for like Instagram or whatever, but super nice guy out in Richmond, Virginia makes um, a really good bait and good product. And I've had success both with large mouth and small mouth on that one.
4: I didn't realize that you could, or they came with attachments like that you could, you know, swap
5: out yeah. in and out of that's pretty cool. Uh that's why a company called that uh, Tiny Clash Brad's talking about Tiny Clash, that's made by Division Rebel Tackles or DRT. Um super innovative Japanese com- company because they are all super innovative Japanese companies. And yeah. um that's also too why I love like sometimes I'll find myself in a YouTube deep dive and you'll get onto some of these um these people fish in these baits, and the they're meticulous, and it's calculating, and it's repetition, and it's like everything that you would I think um, uh, you know say about that kind of culture about a lot of things. One thousand percent applies to the way a lot of these people fish, especially fish for largemouth. And you know mm-hmm. the world record was caught there in Lake Biwa. Um, there's giant fish there, and you should just just the way they move and control the bait with just their reel. Yeah, is it's it's sort of uh, it's really cool to watch. And the, the way they film a lot of the videos is like they'll they'll have the main video, then they'll replay it and they'll they'll um, they'll blow it up so that you can see like where the bait is taken. Um, mm-hmm. you can just see the hands the first time, and then see how the fish ate the bait. Um, cool videos. um but yeah i clash really cool it, you it,
4: how, do they do those things like snap in or they have like issues falling off or any time or what? no
5: um the only time that i've i've broken up like the lip they just kind of pop in there's like usually three pieces and you just and then okay. the tail yep. slide in and out okay there and there's a v tail there's a standard tail and then there's the um uh, whatever, the other tail I called, forget transfer tail, transfer tail,
3: the yeah, transfer tail,
5: yeah. Um, and then th- this is just the lip here, and they just pop in Like, I oh, like that's pretty cool. I like the V tail with like the short lip, and you can do what's called like you pop it with your rod tip, and uh, you use real bumps, and you can do what's called the dead walk, and it just kind of just goes. <laughs> Um and kind of you can just play with it. It's almost think of it as a big jerk bait.
4: Yeah. Uh that's what I I running through my mind. That's what first thing popped up. Jerk
3: bait. Yeah, that's that's the dope thing about the tiny clash because it is a little bit more expensive of bait. I mean, if you get them brand new from hookup or anywhere that you can find them, they I want to say they're like seventy five bucks. And then if you miss a drop or miss them when they're in stock, they're on eBay for like one eighty or one ninety. Um but the good thing about that yeah. bait for 75 bucks when you do get it is just like you said, you can dead walk it. So you got, it makes it act like a jerk bait. You can do a put the other lip in and make it in the tail, make it act like a crank, or you can make it act like a cover glide. Like it's, it's a super versatile bait to where you could have it tied on one rod and do three different techniques with it. Yeah,
4: that's cool. And it's
3: not like so huge that you're like, throw, feel like you're throwing this around all day and you're like, oh, I'm getting followers and I'm seeing where they're at, but I'm not catching
5: it's about two ounces. that will not yeah right. exactly and if you do some searching you can find uh, knockoff versions off uh certain places uh and um yeah they're out there. Uh, i was gonna ask about the weight so
4: throwing these things do these things sink real fast since they're heavy or
5: most of them no you i mean. Uh, I think for that reason, a lot of them are like a slow sink. Um, in fact, I think everything that I've put in front of you was pretty much a slow sync in one way or another. Like even the mag draft um, and the slows, they're, they're not easy to snag up. Like you have to sort of yeah. put it in a, you know, you have to have a little bit of common sense. You don't want to yeah. throw it into a, a mat. I mean, it's not going to yeah. work. Yeah. Um, and, and, and big jam. That i struggle with around here even though you know i, I like i said i fish a ri- you know the white river uh where i fish a lot of times here in town it's a fairly weedy um algae-ish sort of river and it's not like just boulders and stuff so got to pay attention but yeah both of these things you know like if i'm in the crash pond i have more problems uh hooking um uh snapping turtles uh then oh, like geez. tagging the bait it's yeah brutal. Yeah. yeah it's terrible <laughs> it's yeah yeah That's, i've i've
3: huh. been there done that i literally <laughs> lost a citizen because i got a snapper on it caught it cut my citizen in half and i was like dude that was like that was that was a wait till 1am type of bait to get and it cost me 50 bucks and now it's gone
5: yeah <laughs> <laughs> I've had a story or two, <laughs> and uh, yeah, yeah, not a, that's not funny. bad at things. They're cool animals until until you snag one, and then they're real happy and fun to play with. Oh, yeah,
3: especially if you have a nice bit, like like I I've I've hooked one. And was I was in the Marine Corps, we had a little by supply. We had a little pond. There's no fish on it, but I had my hmm. rod in my truck. And I was just throwing in there anyway because I had a new crankbait. And I was like, oh, this is cool. Of course, I caught the only snapping turtle in that whole freaking pond. Oh, yeah. And like 15 Marines run over. I don't have any of my like my pliers or anything with me. And this thing's right in its mouth. I was like, dude, I don't want to leave this thing because it'll just like die. Well, it won't die. Alligators or snapping turtles are just ridiculous. They'll live through anything. And I was like, okay, i to get this out. And then my buddy brought over a stick. And we just start popping at the bait to get it come out. And it came out and he bit the stick in half. Yeah. like Or a uh, broom handle. I was like, "This is just, just go away,
5: go away." <laughs> I uh, I caught a uh, uh, soft bill last summer. like yep. the one dam that I ever fish, and I see a disturbance off top of the bank. I'm like, "Okay, good cast there. I can probably see what's happening." Throw in the pop diesel, throw it up there. Two row handles destroys it. You know, you get that half second because it bit at the. It, I caught on the front trouble. It was terrible. Uh, and of course, those soft shells—they just suck their heads in when you get them in. Yeah, yeah, I, had I a, hate that. The war with that goddamn thing. Uh, I was about
4: to say I've never caught a snapping turtle, but I've caught a quite a few soft shells.
5: Well, yeah, I did. Luckily, that thing swam off; we got it out. It was fine, but yeah, the, yeah. the snapping turtles at the pond suck. Yeah. 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 You want to do um segmented baits, such as a. You were talking about a bullshad.
3: Yeah, let's. I yeah, definitely let's definitely that. go into segmented because the bullshad or the bullshad you can get almost everywhere now. Yeah. so that's super easily attainable and an easy fish or bait to fish.
5: I have one of these ugly ones that I painted with a uh, <laughs> painted. I used a scent marker. It's real classy. Um, <laughs> this is just a bone one, and this thing works. Um, it's a more Let's of see a the bird.
4: paint job on that yeah
5: oh, that's cool paint job is a uh i would say a very strong word for uh <laughs> what this is this is a scent marker that i drew on it's terrible <laughs> <laughs> i was um, like
4: yeah that, that's interesting i've never seen one like that.
5: picasso picasso <laughs> interesting is a polite way saying that sucks um but yeah, uh again, more of a bait that you can move kinda quickly. Uh Mike Buga, who is the you know, the inventor of the bullshed, he uh he's an advocate of a, of a quicker retrieve speed. But once you figure out the sink rate on these, you can throw these up along stuff, count it down, start moving it. Again, I like to kind of rip it around, burn pause. You give this thing some rod tips and it'll it'll shoot off one way or another. Um and when you get a bite on this, I mean they, they don't like it. They're they're going in to uh smash it. Yeah, oh, yeah. It's a fun bite to get on.
4: Yeah, that th- those have always interested me. Even the baby bullsheds, that I mean what three and a half inches long, something like yeah. that. So it's not too yeah. intimidating, you know what I mean? Yeah. Mm-hmm. I mean,
5: yeah. At all. It shouldn't be. Yeah.
4: Yeah. So,
3: I, say, I mean, you're throwing you're throwing uh jigs that are longer enough. Uh, you know, jackhammer that's two inches longer, two and a yeah. half inches longer than the baby bull. So,
5: I mean, those are okay little little, little baits. I'm not trying to trash. Yeah. I'm
4: just saying, like, for somebody first starting out, if they want to gain the confidence to go bigger, they could start there and work their way up.
5: Yeah, absolutely. Oh, or, for sure. Or you jump in the Smalley Games May Big Meat Challenge and you throw a, a seven inch uh, fluke. Yeah. Uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Those are fun to throw. Shout out um, to
4: love the cast. Yeah, that's pretty cast. pretty cool.
5: Yeah, those are actually fun to fun to catch fish on. I've done it with largemouth. Uh, I no, the segmented baits are good when you're moving water. I like these um, a lot of times uh, in muddy water when the water's mm-hmm. up, ripping around um, after storms and stuff. Um, just because you can cover water, you can throw it at cover because you're you're probably not going to be sitting there too long with this, and you just rip it around. I like it when, like I said, when the water's up, shore's flooded, those fish are going to push close, and you just hammer. Um, and with the, especially when the current's moving more, you just reel faster. Uh, yeah. And then pop it and move it around. They're going to come off the bottom and smash it or not. Um, it's sort of a one way or another bite, but totally fun bite, especially I love that bite, you know, that odd end of July storm, um, August storm water's real warm in the 80s mm-hmm. yep. here. and get you know go full wet boy and uh get in there and start throwing that thing around um, so bullshed um i think this was a five or a six inch bullshed um i like that one um i ha i do know what i do with that oh ah. I don't have any catches on it yet because I've only thrown it once, but this is the six-inch, um, I think it's called the Trace. The yeah, trace, those yeah. look really good. This is like um, I think five and three-quarter inches or real close to six if I'm not mistaken. Yeah, a it's rubber almost tail. almost yeah, six. So there's a rubber tail that comes with two in a package. And oh, again, cool. it pulls out of the top.
4: Oh, okay. That's you can cool. buy
5: different tails too. Um uh, I, like I said, I've not fished this a ton, but I, I think under like a muddy water application, or even when it's super clear and they're really moving around and feeding on the river, yeah, I'm very confident that it's gonna uh, it's gonna catch. It looks real good in the water. Um, you can move it quick. I have thrown, like I said, I've thrown it around uh, just a little bit uh, one afternoon, but again, the water was 54 or 53. It wasn't real warm. Um, yeah. Sort of that beginning spinnerbait bite is when I've tried this out, um, if that makes sense. Yeah, oh, yeah. Uh, so yeah, so those are a couple of segmented ones. I don't toss a.
0: At Midway USA, we know the AR-15 is one of the most popular rifles in modern American history. Known for its modularity and widespread use, it's often considered essential to any gun collection. The essential things you need to run an AR-15 are usually always in stock during shortages. Things like magazines and 5.56 ammo. Whether you're looking to buy a new AR-15 or buy parts for your modern sporting rifle, log on and for just about everything for the outdoors, shop midwayusa.com.
5: Too, too many multi-piece ones, I sort of, uh, f- like I said, unless the water's really moving around, that's kind of like my favorite time to fish that bait. Or like uh, at, in like a dam. Well, I've caught fish yeah. At- before. Yeah, I can see these
4: big big swim baits working really well at dams. You just got to be careful because there's a lot of snags there.
5: Yeah. That's, that's, about to say. that's the thing. Uh, you got to kind of know where you're fishing. Um, yeah. The one that I kind of go to, I there's spots where, I mean, I'm, if I'm throwing a swim bait on that place, I, it's it's usually a segmented thing uh, bait, like, a, like the the ones I just showed, um, just because I can move them and keep them above whatever's down there. Yeah. yeah. Most of
4: these baits, are, are you, you fish like middle of the column or subsurface, or uh, what do you usually do with them?
5: Um, Well, it depends on the bait and, uh, you know, like everything on the river, like where we're at with uh, our water height. Um, um obviously when it's a little bit more clear, like uh it would either I'm gonna try to catch them like moving them quick to the top, mm-hmm. or I'm gonna let it sink a little bit and then start kind of slowly moving it out. That's like like that's where I like that mag draft, just because that when that thing falls, you get that nice shimmy, you get a little bit of head kick in it, and then when you pop it, it's not one you're it's not a bait you're gonna burn anyway. So like I'll throw that in like a little deeper pool. Let that thing sink for a second or two, and then just kind of pop it. Maybe give it a couple pops with my reel or my uh, rod tip, just to kind of put a little flutter in it and let it move that way. Um, for like those segmented pieces, baits, you can sort of do the same thing. You throw it out there, it'll sink and it'll move, and then you just want to and it'll pop up, and then it'll it'll throw off to a side. Yeah, around so you you can almost if you think about it, like a fast synco movement. Yeah, yeah. More more fun to catch fish on probably. It's yeah, way more fun. <laughs> Not really, like, but it doesn't matter. I
3: I'll tell you what. I mean, there's some people who just love catching fish on Sankos, which is nothing wrong with it. They catch tons of fish. I've caught tons of fish on them. Yep. but catching a fish on a swim bait, especially once you like take the plunge like and catch a fish on a bait like this size. Like I I have other bluegills like glide baits and stuff that I've caught fish on and you catch a bait on this size and the the amount of especially if you get a front hook set, the amount of ferocity they hit that bait with and how much they fight because they've committed to eating it. I mean, it's insane. Yeah, they hate it.
0: Oh, I know. <laughs>
3: they just they just they just want to destroy it every time they get near it and it's mm-hmm. awesome need to multiply that when it's a small amount of
5: doing it. <laughs> well, yeah, they hate everything.
4: Pure anger. Uh,
3: another reason.
4: Have no. you tried the uh, big Joshi J Five yet?
5: No, I don't have any Joshi dates. Oh, need dude, get, you need uh, to get all of them. Uh, I know, I know, I know, I know, I know. Um, I know. That's all. Leave it <laughs> at that. Uh, <laughs> We've been.
4: I've been trying to get them on the show, man, but it's kind of hard.
5: It's also too. It's like I'm like kind of stocked up on like uh yeah. soft plastics that I like. You know, I'm a sale guy uh and I try to not have to do it more than like once a year. Uh yeah. and also too, that's like kind of how like you save money and buy swim baits is you don't buy like every soft plastic. Yeah. Uh, and you know, that's sort of the the discipline side are you uh for me anyway. Um try to focus if I'm gonna if I'm gonna buy a bait, I don't buy a bunch of other stuff beforehand. Yeah, uh, I hear you. I just buy everything I see. I don't care. You no, know, I know if I could walk in some place and buy a big Joshy like that was close to me off the shelf, I would one thousand percent be doing that.
4: I think you would like the J fives. They're
5: I think I'd like all of them. I mean, at really? least what Doll has made me believe him yeah. and Andrew Hayes. Yeah, he oh, uh man. monsters.
4: I, I was throwing away, I was throwing around the three two five the other day, and uh, was catching fish on them. But I've seen guys throwing the five inch ones around here and stuff, and I. Some guy caught a seven pounder out of AEP up here in uh, Columbus. I believe,
5: I believe it. You can do a ton of damage on a five inch swim bait. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I it's mean, pretty, pretty cool. I've caught them. I've caught, you know, on the smallmouth on the river on those and uh, not that big ones, you know. I yeah. guess he's messing around pulling with stuff. That's, right. that's something else I like to do.
4: Let, let, let's do this. What is your PB on your biggest
5: swim bait you have? Uh, when was that two summers ago, I think? I caught a twenty inch largemouth. I, and I actually we can seg we can we can lead into um another version of this, the the stuff that I, I think some of the most fun. Um on this uh toxic bait, uh, micro mink. Um that's crazy. It's bluegill colored. Um yeah, I caught a twenty inch largemouth on the river uh in August at this little riffle area. Um and, uh, yeah, it's my biggest fish. It's not a, it's not a smallmouth, I know, but, uh, <laughs> I've, I have like some 18 and a half, some 19s on swim baits, um, smallies in particular, but my actual yeah. biggest river fish is, is, a is this area I fish, um, where there are largemouths and yeah. a big girl who was sitting, um, right with this water runs, uh, in a deep little spot and just came up and slurped it. It was, it was a sweet bite. I got to see it even though I was a little ways off. Um. Super cool. But, yeah, I, so, the rat. The rat.
4: Is that a topwater bait?
5: Yes, this is a wake bait slash crankdown. Okay. So, technically, you can crank down most um, most of the rat-style baits. Now, this is a toxic bait. This is uh, one that you can get off of uh, his website, Toxic Bait Sucks. He does drops about these. That's another company that I would um, – Put on notifications if you're into that kind of stuff. Again, a quick YouTube for toxic baits. You'll learn all kinds of stuff. Um, easy stuff to find. Um, the guy's name is Caesar. He makes a lot of baits. He's a really good guy, and um, I like his stuff. Uh, so the micro mink is uh, what I have a big fish on. Yeah, but, that looks pretty cool. Yeah, pretty for good. sure. But to people who were wanting to get going. Um, I just put your sleeve. Nope. You could always go the spro route, uh, route, rather the BBZ1 rat. I believe this one is a 30, I think, or 25, and this is a 30. Okay, yeah, it's significantly
4: bigger. I yep. didn't know you had yeah, one,
3: yeah, buddy. I used to catch largies down south with this
5: all the time, they smash the crap out of this thing. These little ones here. I mean you can if you go slow enough with them, they will wake on top. If you if you fish them a little quicker, you can crank them down. You can catch fish both ways. And the uh, like I said, the Spro BBZ1 rat is the probably one of the easiest starter rats. And they make a 25, 30, 40, and 50. And I got I have never fished it, but this is a 50. Ooh, that thing's huge! Yep, and this is the biggest one. I next to it. Um, but yeah, and I believe from what I've read about the fifty is it it is one that wants to stay more on top as a rat, you know, as a waking bait where you just kind of yeah. yeah. There's rattles in that. Um, I've just not thrown it. Um, so these are very easy to find the Spro rats. They're pretty good. Um, I would tell anybody if you're looking to start that direction um, to throw that to begin with, if that's something that interests you. If you are looking for slightly bigger than those 30 and 40 size spros, there is a company called Trap Bass Baits. This is their house mouse. It's like a four-inch body or three-and-three-quarter-inch body little four inch tail. I believe this thing weighs around an ounce. That's not bad. Um, It's very affordable in the swim bait game. Um, And this size bait will catch you all kinds of fish as well as big fish. Um, I really like this, this little bait. Um, This is a not intimidating ounce bait at the most that you could throw. If you have a crankbait rod rated to an ounce, for like your medium and your deep divers or whatever, definitely could throw this on, um, because it is a treble hook bait. It's kind of how you have to play it. Um, that that's one that I really, really like.
4: Uh, you can knock out the Achiegan, uh, wild card with that thing. 1000% yeah.
5: it, it's the big meat challenge accepted winner. Cause that was my yeah. first question. When Josh texted me, I was like, tails count, right? He was, <laughs> <"The heck> yeah? <laughs> he was like, yeah, it does. I was like, all right, I'm making sure. That's awesome. Um, so yeah, the the rat game is ton of fun. Um, obviously, if you're looking for a grafted fish. It's a it's a great ball fall bait. Um, we're probably right there right now too with our water temperature. Um, I could probably throw it and make something happen with it fairly soon. Um, yeah, the rat rat bite is fun. Uh, I've
4: I've actually seen rats like running on the bank on rip rip and stuff. So I mean areas like that. Toss that thing in there. I mean,
5: Really anywhere, you see you see some wood, throw it up next to it. You th- you see it behind a boulder or something like a little mouse fell in or whatever, or under an overhang. I like throwing under o- overhangs. Well, you know, I'll I'll pitch. I mean, it's almost like um, throwing a jig or whatever. You know, you'll pitch up underneath something with this guy, let it sit for a second, and then what you can do too is you can pop it like you would a walking bait. You know, a shower blows or whatever you like to walk with, Um, and you can move it in place, just like you would a rover or whatever walking bait you prefer. It's the same thing. And then when you want to, you slowly reel it, get that thing waking on top. This thing has not a rattle in it, but in the water, once this it squeaks real hard. Um, And then if you give if you fish a little faster, this will crank down, you know, like 8-10 inches and huh. you can fish it subsurface um, it, you know, it all depends on speed and then you know, there's a top end where it's not going to want to behave the way you want it to but it's not designed to be ripping Yeah, uh, you know, it's a wig cell bait so, uh, but yeah, you know, right you can do damage on these things so it kind of depends on how you want to fish
3: yeah, the big thing when the rat game started was everyone was like like I remember when I first started reading into it, it's like, oh yeah, it's great for urban areas, cause it is, because obviously we have a ton of rats. And you'll see, yeah. uh, I think uh as much I don't watch this stuff anymore just because it got a little gimmicky. But John B did a video back in the day when he went through Dallas and he was fishing a river that yeah. runs through Dallas, throwing nothing but a giant rat. Yeah. And it wasn't the it wasn't the fifty. I mean, it was it looked like the uh size-wise, it was bigger than the one ten uh or the Whopper Plopper 170. Like, it was the same size. It was a massive rat.
5: Yeah. And he was
3: catching largies left and right on it. And I then... The uh, Savage Gear. Yes, the Savage Gear rat. That's what was it was.
5: also another YouTube guy who has a great channel by him, the name of Tide Pig Patrol, where he, like, will <laughs> pull that thing up in, like, these uh, tunnels and pull, yep. out, you know, Megatron <laughs> from, the dark, from the darkness throwing a awesome. rat around. But it's just fun like, um, you know... Some days it's better than others. Um, I don't know. It's like it was just one of those things It's like, fun to play with. Uh, just because you don't know. I mean, you might catch a giant. But you can catch small fish, too, and average fish, or bigger than average. If, you know, it's kind of what I'm after. There's only so many 10- and 12-inch gems where I'm like, all right, I get it. Yeah. Um, yeah. <laughs> that's,
4: why, that's why you don't like throwing the Ned rig, because you get a bunch of them on there
5: I've, I've had to uh, – to realize some things about my game as of late, <laughs> and I uh, I put together a new uh, finesse combo because I was throwing Ned rigs on casting gear and it was working fine for me, but I was just a little bit too heavy and not necessary. So um, I'm not recommitted to finesse gear, but I have yeah. been more. I have I have not that combo because you're ridiculous. <laughs> um, I have the uh, four man creeper on sale BFS. uh it a Corrado uh, 71. and uh, Oh, it's a great rear. That'll do it all day long. And I have it on a Shimano Sensor light, like cheapo, full seven foot light. Dude, if it works, who cares? It's a fun little combo. I mean, I play with that too. So that's another thing, too, if anyone's still listening to this, uh, it, is like, you you know, finesse is great. But my mindset a lot of times is that I can push uh, a little bit bigger. And regardless, like, if I'm throwing finesse, like, um, I'll throw, like, the four-inch <laughs> TRD or the four I was going to say, yeah. so I'll throw a tube just because I feel like it's a bigger profile and presentation. Like, I don't know. That's kind of like my whole thing. I like kind of push it a little bit as, as when I can. Yeah. And, like, in a tournament, you know, I fish tournaments on the river here for um, – through grassroots bass yak and which is a great great club and then also um indiana kayak anglers does a um, does one here and um yeah what i'll do it i take a swim bait rod now every time so i will have something tied on where i think we'll play i'll try to catch a limit or if i see a certain piece of cover i want to throw something next to i might start there and it's worked um a lot of time for a tournament, you know. I'm obviously I'm going to kind of hold off on that and try to try to find a bigger bite with that, uh, whatever I'm throwing. Again, really depends on where I'm at on the river and what I'm fishing, um, and water. But yeah. my whole thing is, if I can kind of fish quick with it, throw a little speed behind it, I find that that has helped me. Um, when I'm when I'm talking about a glide bait type bite or like a like a tiny clash crank down. Or, or, uh, or one of the segmented baits where I can just kind of rip on it and move it. Um, and it's kind of, you know, a, a specific time where I'm doing some of those, whereas um, a five-inch paddle tail or the mag slows or the mag draft, you could say you could throw that really a lot of the year and probably find success um, depending on how quickly or, or, or how slowly you're, you're working that bait. Yeah, it's a supernatural bait. Um, yeah, I mean, I know guys who
3: throw the mag drafts in the middle, dead of winter, and still get smacked on it just because you all you do, just like everything when you go into winter. I throw a jerk bait, I'll throw a jerk bait in July and I'll catch fish on it. Yeah, but obviously, my presentation of that jerk bait in July is completely different from my presentation of my jerk bait in January. So it's just, I mean, people work these ridiculously slow, almost like a small bait fish that is super cold and is barely moving.
5: Or it's an upsize Ned rig, and you're creeping this dude right on the bottom, and that's probably. And again, it's all how you think about presentation. A lot of times, when you throw these bigger style baits, is like you know think like my favorite, for example, my favorite uh, uh, plopper is I call the diesel. It's the one ten. It's the one that I can move. It doesn't roll. Yeah, I hate that. Uh the yeah, 90, right. I like the 90, but it just rolls and it uh, yep. and it kills me. And uh and plus you can catch plenty of dinkos on all of them. Uh <sighs> you know, I've caught four inch sunfish multiple, multiple times on the one ten blobber. Um but that's a what a four and a half inch bait? Yeah.
3: The 110, yeah.
5: And then what most of your bigger size um walking baits are five and a half, six inches? Yeah. Those are big uh,
3: yeah, typically you're looking at about
5: five inches, maybe five and a quarter. Yeah. Like a spook or something? Yeah. Yeah, like, like I like to throw the uh, 125 shower blows. Um, yeah. It's not a small bait. It just doesn't weigh an ounce and a half.
4: Yeah.
5: <laughs> I mean, that's really it. And that's where I think the mindset is, is. You just have to, okay, you might catch three last fish that you're never going to remember again.
3: Yeah yeah
5: catch a giant that'd
4: be a good show for uh chris slifka to do talk about the mindset behind throwing big baits and how to overcome that you know what i mean yeah
5: here's what you do every time you tie a bait on you go i'm never gonna see this again (laughs) 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 that's it (laughs) that's it and then you just throw it and if you get you know if you lose it you lose it i mean whatever do, do you find when
4: throwing these things, do you find that you catch or you don't catch as many fish as you, oh, you would? Cut
5: out.
4: What's you that? Cut oh, I cut out.
3: He basically did I cut he out? asked. No, you're still good. Can you hear us? <laughs>
5: <laughs> Please stand by for technical difficulties. Can you hear me? You yeah. Can yeah. You hear us? What did you say? I'm sorry, Brad. You, I, I don't, what? don't have happened.
4: When throwing swim baits, do you find that you don't catch as many fish, or no difference?
5: Uh, you're probably not going to catch as many, but I've had like weird times where I felt like it wasn't affecting catch rate. It was um like, like I'll give you a prime example. It's not the river, but it, but it works in this scenario. It was two days after Christmas in in December, the twenty seventh it was really warm here. I went to the lovely trash pond and I destroyed them on jerk baits or on, uh, on glide baits in December. It, I mean, that's not normal. Yeah. Any means, but I was throwing other stuff and I wasn't really getting bit. So that day, sure. It, it worked in that favor in general, probably not, but yeah. I won't say that like, I do think that you are 100% upsizing most, not all the time, but a lot of time. And if you are struggling maybe to break um, whatever is considered a larger than normal sized fish in your waterway, whether that's a 15 inch fish, you know, whether that's a 16, whatever it is, I do think you are potentially increasing your chances of catching a fish bigger than that. Yeah, uh, just because of the draw power, a lot of times, and again, it's also too being smart of where you're casting and, and knowing what you're casting to.
1: Oh, that's awesome!
0: Don't miss Thursdays with Saltwater Experience, brought to you by Golden Boat Lifts, every Thursday night from seven to ten p.m. Eastern on Waypoint TV, the destination for outdoor entertainment.
3: Like
4: yep, that's that's the big thing.
3: Yeah. I mean, Brad, you said it good on one of our floats, I think two weeks ago, you know, you've learned fishing the river as long as you have that you think you, cause you went what 12 years without catching a 20 and yeah. in the last six months you've caught like five. So I think it's like you said, you know, I've learned where to cast, where the bigger fish are sitting. It's kind of the same thing. Like obviously if I go to the river and I throw just this around all day, I might get you know, that's a nine inch swim bait. I might get a couple. I'm going to get less, in my opinion, just me. now some days are different, like the two days after Christmas and you're smacking largies with glides. <laughs> yeah. But uh, it, yeah. it's uh you're going to get less bites, but your quality of fish is going to go up instead of your quantity. So yeah. that's how I
5: look at it. And if you're also looking at it as using it as a tool and you are mm-hmm. trying to do some pre-fishing or you're just trying to see what's around and you just bring them yeah. out. Get a look at it. Move them. That's
4: a good point. Yeah. Good point.
5: You can on the throw your Ned rig bread all day long, right in behind, <laughs> it behind me.
4: My that fridge. my two and three quarter inch joshi.
5: Yeah, tiny. <laughs> I hate it. Uh, no, I'm joking. Um, but I, yeah, I just it, love throwing
4: that in riffles, man. That's so much fun.
5: Yeah, yeah, absolutely. I don't blame you. I mean, hell, I mean, if I was fishing the GMR, I would be too. <laughs> Homing device Ryan the staple. <laughs>
4: Those crazy. guys are freaks,
5: though, dude. I mean, you can catch them. Yeah, they
3: are. Oh, they're different. That's different animals. I mean,
5: they're they're just oh, oh lord. I was not expecting to be taking the ass kicking. I am so quickly. Man.
4: <laughs> no, no, uh, well, Andy. I kind of I kind of guessed uh J- uh Jason would be up there, but yeah,
5: oh, yeah. well I you always know, you know it's like you can take pictures certain ways and you're like I knew doll was a hammer. Like, uh, like, there's no question about that. i was like, yeah, you doing a little bit of a little photography trick there? Yeah, uh, <laughs> you know, not, not like he was, you know, doing like um, aspiring YouTuber uh, doctoring of photos that you'll see on social media where they're 100 percent photoshopping it and getting caught yeah. out. Like, like what I do? Yeah, well, <laughs> you're one of those guys, Brad. One of those guys. Um,
4: Color splash, man.
5: No, no, that's not. No, no, I'm talking about actually photoshopping fish. Yeah. Oh, to say, okay. They'll, they'll, I thought you would yeah, they like stretch the like, fish like, out or put a different fish oh, in. Flash oh, away. Yeah, um, but you know, you, you like use a you know, like a fisheye type setting. You can kind of make it look like a certain way. Yeah. Well, turns out Doll's just that good, and he's catching fish that big. Yeah. <laughs> he is yeah, that good. I, I floated fish. with him a few
4: times. He that dude is always laser focused on what he's fishing. I believe that. I believe. <laughs> Like, he's on the edge of his seat on his kayak, his back's all straight, and he's, like, bent over just going. <laughs> I believe
5: it. Yeah, I mean, they're, they're those guys are good. Um, but, yeah, uh, you know, I got to uh, fish with Shrink over the weekend. He's pretty damn good, too, so I got to kind of see his process a little bit. I want to uh, fish with him, man. Yeah, we had a good time. We went and saw Uncle Leo and had burritos afterwards, which was stellar.
4: So <laughs> we need to uh, we need to come over there and fish, dude. I haven't been over there yeah. since 2020.
3: Let me know, uh, oh, dude. I'm down. I'm so down. I'm yeah, so, well, I you, hate Ohio, so I'm ready to get out.
4: Come over and uh, is your do river? It.
5: Is your guys' river blown out right now? Oh, one thousand uh, <laughs> percent. It went up uh, like f- almost five feet,
0: oh, and
5: it's come down. You know, a little bit. Um, it's better than it was.
4: <laughs> and, we're still not blown. We're not blown out here. It went up a little bit. It went down and now it's creeping back up a little bit here.
5: Yep. Oh, you, oh! Did you see my story from yesterday? Uh, I went down there yesterday and the water was like at the, at its peak. And because it was the start of this, uh, by the way, the Smalley games by Cheegan brand uh, this month's wild card is the big meat challenge. A bait over, a moving bait over seven inches. So I went down and I threw this stupid thing that I bought. Um, I bought it for my UP trip last year for Muskie and Pike. I never threw it. Oh, but yeah. It Whopper uh, bike, 190. <laughs> good Lord. <laughs>
3: Dude, I've you say, good Lord. I have caught uh, that's all I threw. Like down in, so in North Carolina, there's this estuary right outside Camp Lejeune. And my buddy be throwing a frog or something. I'm just launching a 190, yeah. smacking yeah. fish left and right. Like they just <laughs> hit it because, like, you're too big, get away from me. Yeah. And I catch a yeah. ton of sm- dude. It was
5: awesome. I don't know what to do. Was awesome. <laughs> yeah. Um, I think if uh, I have a chance to jump out on a quarter or two tomorrow. Obviously, not on my kayak. Uh, this will be uh a, a bank mission. Um, I'll take it again. Um because like you, I know that if you throw it enough, you will catch one on that eight-inch uh, mag trap. It will happen. Uh, yeah. oh. Especially on GMR. And as I know uh, from what, talking to Brad about the GMR, like you guys actually have a little bit of depth on that river in some spots. Oh, I yeah. That's where you're going to do it. Either that or right and a riffle. It'll be a riffle or or a. Yeah. That's
3: that's what I'm thinking. I'm really I'm I've been thinking a lot about it because it's 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 been sitting in, it's in my storage unit, my swim bait box, just sitting there right on top. And every time I pull the kayak out and put the box in there, I just stare at it. Yeah. And I'm just like, I need to find some deep water on the GMR, and yeah. I'll get a smallmouth on it. It'll happen. It'll just hit. Yeah. I
4: got the perfect place for you, dude. Come out with me. We'll hit it.
5: Yeah. Oh, it's that spot
4: I was in the group chat talking to you and Justin
5: about yeah you'll 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 get that one um i've actually not thrown the eight inch um i it will be though um soon either up north or, or this summertime like i said i like that i really do like that uh draft in the summer i think it's an exceptional bait in the summertime heck
4: yeah well you guys got anything else to add matt anything
3: this has been a great episode and super uh it's been cool to kind of pick your brain and why you ha- why you throw stuff s- certain ways. Like I would never think because to throw just not just the mag draft and just the summer, but why it's such a phenomenal bait in the summer, because you're right, the water's a little clearer, a lot of their colors are translucent, they're seeing it a little bit better. Um, but yeah, man, I mean, thanks for coming on. This has been great.
5: No, I had a ton of fun, guys. Thanks for having me. And uh we didn't even talk about rods and reels. Uh <laughs> <It's> <laughs> you know, all good. yeah. But, uh, you know, we talk uh,
4: about that a lot anyway.
5: Yeah. It's yeah. <laughs> called a uh, part two. Yeah, exactly. There we go. There we go. We get into more ridiculous stuff. Um, yeah, let's uh, try to go fishing sometime. Um, I know Brad's talked about it. Uh, We've talked about it. Uh, and then obviously the IKA, Indiana Kayak Anglers, White River event is in August. That's okay. what I was telling you, Matt. Yeah, we'll, we'll be there. Don't worry. The first full week of August. Um, and, yeah, we should do that. Um, I, I want to take Brad down the same stretch we've done just so he can see the ending uh, what it looks like now versus when we did it, because it's totally different. Is it really? Uh, the, uh, the second half of that stretch is there's some, yeah, I think so.
4: Huh.
5: Interesting. Think, yes. <laughs> Interesting <laughs> indeed.
4: I'll pick your brain after I end this.
5: And there's some big fish on that.
4: (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I I remember that whole stretch specifically. Like, there's spots like, I want to go back there because I didn't catch anything there. I want to go back to that spot.
5: Yeah. Uh, That's not the cool thing about the White River. There's fish all over it, and a lot of people fish north of Indy and absolutely shred. Uh, There's some other creeks around that are... um, I'm not going to name those creeks, but um, yeah, I don't really fish, but I know a couple guys that uh, fish and do our tournament series and they're, they're sticks and hammers and they're throwing glides right now and smashing. That's um, awesome. So wrap it up. Don't be afraid to throw big baits. You'll be all right. Once you tie it on, it's gone. Yeah. And uh, if you really have reservations, put a seven inch on a Ned head or something. And <laughs> you'll sleep fine that night if you lose. Hey, um, we
4: we need a uh, ten inch uh, Nick Nacrelly special. Yeah,
5: exactly. yeah, yeah. yeah. It's a big girthy one, right, Brad?
4: Or yeah, <laughs> or like a a jointed jointed Ned, like a Ned worm that you just yeah, swim,
5: like bat flaps on the back.
3: What is? Uh, oh, you just said that. There's a Japanese company that makes a worm. It's like twenty four inches long. And this dude was fishing it. I like, and I was like, "There's no way." And he was like, "Oh, he's talking to him." He's like, "Yeah, he's eating it right now." You really have to. I count down from thirty, so he gets it all the (laughs) way into the hook. And he's he's throwing like a five aught hook on it. And he's like 29, And He gets down to one and sets the hook, and the hook is in the front of that fish's mouth with like twenty five or twenty inches of worm in its
5: throat. You gotta (laughs) appreciate the meticulous dedication to knowing it takes 30 seconds for a 50. Yeah. That dumb. insane dude. And he'll watch it move. <laughs> and he's
3: like, Oh yeah, I'm I'm at 10 seconds and he'll get down to two and then you'll just see him and bring it in. And that fish is sitting there with the hook right in the perfect spot. That Ridiculous. would
4: be crazy.
5: Yeah. That, that's incredible. And it, yeah, it doesn't surprise me. Um, But yeah, I mean, hell you guys ever throw a shaky head on the river. I have a buddy I that does. You
4: that seven inch shaky head same thing yeah, yeah. chris yawk does
5: yeah he's First caught Rock some good does. fish yeah. on yeah. it yeah good all right guys well i'll let you go you let me go whatever
4: yeah dude thanks for coming on uh everybody thanks for listening we'll see you guys next week have a good one
2: later, later. thanks for tuning in to another killer episode here on Paddle and finn
0: You're listening
3: to the Waypoint Podcast Network, brought to you in part by HuntStand, the number one hunting and land management app. I'm Will Cooper, host of HuntStand's Make Your Mark podcast. If you haven't already, download the free Waypoint TV app to listen to our podcast and watch the original films from HuntStand Presents anywhere, anytime, and on any device.